All right. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Northside Care Ministry Podcast. Today is episode 96, and we are on Thursday, November 3rd already, already into November. Um, as we always like to say, our uh, scripture that we live by is Romans 12, 2, change your mind, change your life. And today we've got a great episode for you. We're going to be talking about anger, um, how to cope with that, how to deal with it. Um, and it seems to be uh, rampant in our country. So I think yeah. it's going to be a hot topic today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially, you know, with you know, a lot of things coming up. But uh, before we get uh, started, though, uh, we just came off of October 31st. Uh, a lot of trick-or-treating, a lot of costumes. Um, you know, so my, my question, and oh, by the way, if you hear banging in the background, we are um, having construction. That's not a, like a call to a meal or anything like that or, <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, it's just uh, there's some construction back there, so we do apologize. Um, but um, we just came off of a lot of trick-or-treating, a lot of costumes over the last few days. Uh, so what, what were some of the costumes that stood out to you guys? Yeah. Well, the only costume I saw this year was my son, and it was great. He was uh, shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. He looked exact part, had great clothes, and I even got a picture of him with our dog who kind of looks like Scooby. So That's great. Shaggy. That's great. Uh, we were watching uh, E.T., and uh, yes. the, 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 the kid from the, – the, the older brother from E.T., I, I don't know if it's like the hair, but he looks just like – Brendan, <laughs> do, do you think so? Really? I, I had never thought of it, but now that you say something, yeah, like I'm his hair is darker. I mean, of like course, uh, he, he yeah. has like kind of the same frame, build, yeah. height, hair. Like I was just thinking about. I don't know why. Does he also about. look like Shaggy? Uh, he could. He, he, <laughs> he could. could pull it off. Yeah, he could pull it off. Yeah. Hey, Scoob. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or whatever you know, like whatever Scooby. Did you know that those characters have last names? No. Shaggy Rogers, Velma Dinkley. No. Uh, and I don't know the other ones. You know way too much about it. Uh, I'm, well, because. <laughs> I am this day old as I'm finding this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's important what about, information. What about you, Tommy? Uh, yeah, what costume did uh, you see? I, th- I think it was at church. I think it was on, like, social media. Uh, this, this, this little boy, uh, he was dressed up in, like, a, a ship captain uniform. Uh, and uh, he had this, like, it, it was obviously homemade. And, and, and I, I love homemade uh, costumes and so um but he had like this cardboard around him that said titanic on it had like the little steam things whatever you that's great the things coming out, i don't know what you call them that's the yellow great. yeah anyway whatever um exhaust i yeah. know that's not the right word but the stacks anyway, the stack there, is that, there you go yeah 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 tom knows what he's talking about <laughs> i do not know him don't trust me to be your boat captain <laughs> so Anyway, who had yourself? Yeah, I, I have to say that I didn't see anybody locally, but as I was watching some football over the weekend, there were a lot of people dressed up in the stands. Oh, nice, yeah. And I loved the couple that came as Dumb and Dumber. They had the bright uh, suits. Do you remember when Dumb oh, and Dumber yeah, had yeah. the, like, one was bright yellow and one, I think, I can't like remember. Like blue or something? Yes, or something. Yeah. yes. Did they have the car, though? No, but they were sitting together in the stands, and I thought it was great. Awesome. They were there at a football game. Honorable mention to my kids. My oldest went as Tyler Durden from Fight Club, which is a movie he shouldn't have seen, but he somehow was the <laughs> character from that movie. And then my youngest went as the Joker and evidently scared little kids as he was Aww. passing out oh, candy. No. So. Oh. I saw his picture. He looked awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Well, as we dive in today, um, you know, as, as Tom mentioned, you know, uh, we just want to address anger. Uh, we know that anger is real. Uh, we know that anger has real impacts and effects. 
And so um, just as we dive in, you know, like uh, I, I was just trying to look up, you know, as far as like, you know, how do we define anger and what are we talking about? And uh, one of the encyclopedias I pulled up uh, for psychology and counseling says uh, an intense emotional reaction, sometimes directly expressed in overt behavior and sometimes remaining um, a largely unexpressed feeling. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, I particularly like that part about unexpressed because in some of the coaching and, and counseling stuff that we do here, uh, one of the books I hang out uh, hand out to people is all about how to healthily express and get out anger because a lot of times, um, and I and I say this, and, and so as people are listening, listen for the quote-unquote punchline. You know, if someone were to come in and say that they were abusing their spouse, and they quit abusing their spouse, that is obviously a win, and we want them to do that. But if they've gone from abusing their spouse to stuffing all that anger, now they're going to be unhealthy. You know, heart attack, stroke, cancer, mm-hmm. anything that comes from inflammation, disease in the body, a lot of that can be from holding on to our anger. So I love that idea that we have to find a healthy expression, a way to get that out. Obviously, it'd be better if we didn't get angry. But that's a tall order. We all oh. get angry at times, yes, right? Yes, amen. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, not not amen, but I mean, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm guilty, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and and the Bible has a lot to say about anger, and you know, it we're we're not saying that anger is um, a sin in and itself, but it's what we do when we become angry. Um, you know, one I know one author, uh, Jay Adams, um, biblical counselor. He's he passed away a few years ago now, but he talked about uh, two different types of anger. And, and it was interesting, this, the second type I hadn't really, really thought about as much, but I guess I kind of knew, um, but he talks about ventilation, which is towards others, uh, which we, which a lot of people call blowing up or internalizing towards self and clamming up, which I just thought was just really interesting. No, just, just thinking about like, you're almost, you're almost like sinning against yourself. Kind of like what you talked about, cause now you got all the second, third order effects that are No, that's good. Happening. I hadn't heard it worded that way either. Yeah. Um, for years, I I would walk around and say, oh, you know, nothing wrong with anger. Jesus got angry. The Bible says as long as you don't sin in your anger. And then Dallas Willard put me in my place. Um, and because on one of his talks, he said people would often say that to him. That yeah. was their defense. Like, well, Jesus got angry. The Bible doesn't say don't get angry. And he goes... Yeah, but he's Jesus. In other words, when the Bible says to you and me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, be angry and sin not, that's a lot taller order for me and you than it is for Jesus. Absolutely. And, and, I, and that was very humbling, and I think that's very true. And again, we're not saying people don't get angry or every t- single time you ang- you get angry, it's mm-hmm. a sin, but we're always in danger of that yeah. when, when we get angry. Yeah. Uh, Lori, what, what are your thoughts? Like, when we, when we talked about anger today, like... Uh, what what is your perspective, and what what have you, what have you seen, you know, out there in like just conversations or? Oh gosh, um, I feel like I when other people are angry, I don't handle it well. Mm. I um, I either get really upset or I I don't know. I just I don't have a lot of patience for anger. Um, but something that anger does for me is sometimes if. Speaking of sorry, pa- speaking of patience, as the gong is going off in the background, we were talking about how like we were we weren't angry coming into this, but we might be angry in about twenty minutes. Oh my gosh! So, um, I don't know. I've been through a few things in my life where I needed to take action or I needed to set some boundaries with another person, and 
I wasn't able to do that until I was angry. Mm. And I had to get angry so that I could take action. I can relate to that. And, yeah. and I don't mean like like impulse, getting mad, blowing it. Not that I've never done that. But, I mean, I had to like remember that I was angry and I was justified in it so that I could take action that needed to be taken. Yeah. So it's a tough call, right? Because you made a really good point, Lori, and that is that there is this sense of when you want justice or you see injustice in the world, it's very easy to become upset. And it's very easy maybe to look at that and say that might be one of the justifiable times to be angry. But most of us are less, um, what I want to say, we're less good to people when we're angry. Our mm-hmm. ability to think and argue goes out the window. Uh, we might say inappropriate things. We might act rashly. So even though that feels like a really appropriate time to be upset, um, it still is a is a danger. And and I think that's the thing with anger is we're always kind of dancing on the edge of being in, in danger. Yep. Uh, go ahead, Tommy. Well, I was just going to say, like, you know, I think about, you know, it, how it's written in Scripture, you know, we need to be uh, slow to anger. Um, uh, quick to listen, um, slow to speak. And um, I heard somebody talk about once about this idea of like a, kind of like what you're talking about, like a flat brain syndrome. Yep, it's back. <laughs> the, the the flat brain syndrome where uh, like just what you said, uh, under uh, non-stressed conditions, uh, we're able to use um, our ability to think and to, to reason and to to calculate what we're going to say, when we're going to say it, how we're going to say it. But it, in those moments where stress takes over and anger takes over, um, then our emotions start to boil up and our, our brain um, figuratively goes flat and all those filters go out the window. So, you know, he talks about, excuse me, I didn't mean to cough in the mic, but um, he talks about, you know, how like uh, as a result we stop listening, as a result we start talking, and it's just this like just – unfiltered mess that comes out uh, in those situations. Which That's I think a really good visual, your brain going flat. Yeah. He, yeah, he, I, I just remember him calling the flat brain syndrome. and mm. I can't remember much else from that book. but <laughs> You know, uh, on Monday night, I had the opportunity to teach in our Celebrate Recovery, and one of the things I talked about in my story is that, um, for those of you who may not know or listen to other podcasts, I'm a recovered addict, and I know for me, Anger was a direct link to my addiction, mm-hmm. and and what led to my anger was that I was actually a very shy and fearful kid. People who know me now wouldn't believe I was shy, but I was, and I was scared of a lot of stuff. And I, at one point in my life, got tired of being fearful. Mm-hmm. And so I began getting sort of what you describe, Lori, in a way, as it was like, I'll, I'll get angry, I'll work myself up so that I can be courageous and strong and stand mm-hmm. up for myself and all these things. And like many things, the anger then took over, and I actually sought out drugs and alcohol as relief from the anger. So these these things are all begetting themselves. And, um, you know, it's interesting. The Bible doesn't say that love is the opposite of hate or anger. It says that love is the opposite of fear. Mm-hmm. It says perfect love casts out fear because when we don't have fear, we don't have anger. Mm-hmm. Sometimes fear, like if a tiger's chasing you, that's a legitimate fear, and we go into fight or flight, and we run away or we fight. A lot of times in life, and I know this is true for me, I have a self-centered self-fear 
where I think my reputation's going to be hurt or I'm not being taken seriously mm-hmm. or, you know, any number of things that then sets off that same f- fight or flight, only it's not a fight or flight situation. Mm. And so then that anger comes out and it's inappropriate to the moment. And so I just want to encourage people as, as you begin to look at your own anger, or maybe if you're struggling with that, to really be honest with yourself about maybe what are some of the fears mm-hmm. that, that you need to give to the Lord or seek counseling for and talk to somebody that might be giving rise to your anger. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I love that, you know, just thinking about the, the effects of fear. Yeah. It's just really good. Um, you know, a, a, a couple other things too, you know, as, as we, as we, you know, uh, that's a good transition to solutions. You know, I, I know Tom and I, we've talked about it many times on podcasts and even off the podcast, just the importance of being solution focused, you know, just, um, you know, first of all, the, um, one, one thing I think, I think you said years ago was, you know, this is a place where it's okay to not be okay. That's right. And so, so this is, you know, church is, is, is a good place to come and to not be okay and to have those conversations. Um, you know, the, the, there's, there's so many different ways you can address, you know, anger in, in a biblical way or use, you know, um, biblical principles, you know, like one is, you know, I, the, the idea of like counting, you know, there, there's a lot of um, uh, wisdom in pausing before we speak and, and taking that time. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, the, the thought of like taking a pause, you know, insert a prayer, start to formulate what you're going to say um, before you say it. You know, we, because I think, you know, at least looking back on myself and then uh, reflecting on conversations I've had with others, it's like, if, if we're not careful, we'll fall into that reaction um, stage and instead of responding and we won't be, res- we won't be, um, we won't be responding or we won't be acting in accordance with biblical truth. Right. Right. I think you were getting ready to say something, Lori. I was. Um, when you were talking about fear a minute ago, it, it seems to me like um, there are a lot of people who not only fear, but, a lot of other emotions come out as angry. Mm. You know, I'll know somebody, why are you mad about things all the time? And as you dig down deep, you realize they're not angry. They're scared Mm -hmm. or they're, you know, confused or whatever else. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's true. And, and that's a really nice um, encouragement. I think to as hard as it may be sometimes to be patient with someone who's angry to maybe try to see, underneath or through or help them see that Um, because you made a good point earlier like our tendency and I think this is a very normal is either to recoil or to be angry and kind right Mm -hmm. to meet to meet anger with anger Mm -hmm. I'll I'll own that that's I have trouble with that I don't I don't recoil from much and so I have the opposite problem where hey if you're going to come at me strong or you're going to come at me angry I tend to want to do that as well and and that's counterproductive. That's only going to lead both parties to just more anger. Um, you were talking solutions, Tommy, and I. I think for me, uh, I was listening to you about counting and and having been counseled on anger and counseling others. I know for people who have habitual anger, sometimes the the moment between I think you called it reactive, and I think that's the right word. But that moment between the spark, the thing that mm-hmm. sparks the anger and the anger is so short 
that there's almost not time to get in there and count or yeah. pause. Mm-hmm. And if and if that's you, I want to suggest this book, and that's the one I hand out a lot. It's called Anger Facing the Fire. I believe the author is Scott Lee. Now, I don't know if Scott's a Christian or not, but here's what I do know, that Scott gives very biblically sound ways to express your anger where you won't harm yourself or harm anybody else and and how important that is. And listen to that again. Anyone else or yourself. If you punch a wall, you're just going to reinforce your anger. You're going to break your hand. You're going to hurt yourself. If you scream at somebody else, those are harmful things to you or somebody else. So this is a book about how do I express the energy? Because here's the thing. When we get mad, we I think it's nine different chemicals are released in the body. Seven of them are resemble um, adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Seven out of nine. Once that's released, it's too late. If you've gotten to the point where those chemicals have been released, they're made. That's how little grandmothers lift cars off of kids. <laughs> those, those chemicals are released in yeah. their body. So it, think about the, the power of those chemicals, the way God made us, and what they would be doing to the body if we don't express that and get it out. Yeah. So anyway, just to encourage people yeah. that if they need to express that, there are good ways to do it. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and, and another way too would be um, I, I I love the book of Proverbs, and uh, yeah. and I know that Proverbs can be uh, uh, challenging to read uh, for every single one of us. Um, uh, but Proverbs is great uh, because it's it's one of the wisdom books. Um, there, there's just a lot of great um, just sound biblical truths in Proverbs. Um, and there's 31, so you can do one a day, and and they're really great about helping us relate to other people. Um, on on the flip side, uh, uh, the book of James is often called like the Proverbs of the New Testament, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of great wisdom in the book of James. Like for example, uh, when we think about um, how we're gonna reply to someone, whether it be a reaction or response, it's like, you know, I love the book of James how it talks about taming the tongue and how like the tongue can be such a small part of our body, but it can just create a wildfire uh, with, you know, with the people around us or, or, or lack thereof. If we, if we don't have those communications, if we're not addressing the problem and we're internalizing it and, and, and clamming up, then, uh, then it can create problems within ourselves too. So. So do you think anger is always a negative emotion or do you think that there really and truly is healthy anger? Like I, like I said, I feel like anger has helped me in my life somewhat. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on what the result is to the other person or to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And like I I just mentioned an example that, you know, the fear of this child being trapped under this car elicits anger inside uh, a little old lady who normally wouldn't be strong enough to lift the car off. Mm -hmm. So obviously we would say in that situation, A, her fear was appropriate. The kid was going to die trapped under the car. And B, she had a, a an appropriate place to express the energy that came with that anger that wasn't harmful to her or to anyone else. Mm-hmm. So in those situations, I would say yes, but I would also say it's probably few and far between, right? And yeah. and again, letting we let the Holy Spirit guide us in everything, and I think that includes our our anger. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord says, "Vengeance is mine," mm-hmm. and and I, I being a person that kind of likes to get back at people. <laughs> I what? felt I felt like I feel like the Lord was taking away my fun and so I I went to the Lord in prayer and and here's what he shared with me. He said, "You know, I'm not trying to take away your fun. Anger is a poison or an acid that the corrodes the vessel that contains it. 
Tom, you can't handle it, but I can. And so it's actually a loving thing that the Lord is doing. He's saying, if I let you do this, it would destroy you. And so I'm going to take on this burden of anger because I'm God and I can do it. And I'm going to carry it for you and I'm going to take care of it for you because you can't. Mm -hmm. And that was a very good answer. So I <laughs> I said, thank you, yeah. God. Yeah. Well, and uh, I was reading somewhere, uh, I can't remember now where, but just talked about uh, how anger can, can be used as um, like a, a catalyst to, for change. Um, not that you would... Um, like if it's with a child, like not that we should last lash out at our child to, to, to push them towards change, but that anger channeled to, to drive us to seek out change within our child, uh, in a way that honors God that we don't sin. So like, so I, I, I do think there's some validity to that, but just like Tom said, like that is really easy for Jesus to do uh, <laughs> for people who sin all the time. Like us, you know, like, like the rest of us or her body, which is more than everybody. Uh, but you know, there's Jesus and everybody else. Um, but I heard, it, I heard somebody say that one time. So um, anyways, but like the rest of us were sinners. Like, you know, like, like it, it, it's natural to be like, no, I want to, I want to feed into this thought or I want to, I, I really want to say X, Y, and Z or whatever. Cause it'll make me feel good. And then, on the backside of that, it's like destruction, just sh shambles, whatever. So I, I just remembered an episode of The Simpsons, and Homer is told he's a rageaholic, and he goes, <laughs> and he goes, mm, rageahol. <laughs> but I do think about the parallels because yeah. you know the scripture says to to drink but not get drunk, mm -hmm. and to be angry and sin not. Yeah. And again, it's not prohibited. But I think it's cautioned. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? And yeah. I, and I think there is a lot of parallel because I do think anger is intoxicating. And I do think anger oh, can yeah. be very addictive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, it, it needs to be put with those, you know, controlled substances as far as the, being careful how we use it and when we use it, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and a couple of things I was thinking about, too, as I know we're going to wrap up, was, you know, some things that we can do. Uh, that it can drive us towards, uh, you know, would be like um, improving communication skills. You know, like uh, uh, maybe you know. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. There have been times where I've I've got angry at uh, a situation or a person or whatever it is, and kind of find out I wasn't listening. I, I I wasn't I wasn't listening to what was said, and so like that would drive me to be a better listener or to, or maybe to change the words that I use, like, you know, using certain words and make sure that those words that I'm using words that are easily understood. You know, we all, we always joke about like, what's the, what's the lingo of the middle school, high school kids today. And cause it seems like it's routinely changing. And, you know, if a high schooler came up to me using some of these words, like I didn't know what drip was a year and a half ago. You're like, yeah, I, I got drip. I'm like, you need a towel, you know, like, I, I don't, you know, like, so I, Using words that have, um, man, that that thing is just so loud. That gong noise, it very yeah. much is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, thinking about grace, you know, because because here's the other thing too is just like, you know, none of us have it all together. Um, we we all fall short. Uh, we all none of us are are righteous. You know, no, not one. Uh, uh, and so just extending that grace to folks, you know, because when we think about. Mark 12, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself, you know, we're all going to have those moments. So how would we want someone to love us in those situations? Yeah. 
and just uh, and just leaning on the Bible. Yeah. yeah, I think it's good. I think you know setting boundaries. I I won't go into what the job was, but I used to have a job where regularly people would be angry on the phone. And I just learned to very calmly say, if you continue to talk at this volume or using those words, I will have to end the conversation. And believe it or not, that's the loving thing to do, not only for myself, but for them as well. It's not good for them to continue to be that angry and that upset. And why continue to converse with someone or encouraging that. So just letting them know and setting that boundary and you've let them know ahead of time. So if you have to hang up or you have to walk away or end the conversation, you've warned them, yeah. Hey, I'm giving you a chance to cool off. If you can't, then I'll do for you what you can't do for yourself. And I'm going to end the conversation. Yep. And you've helped them have fewer things that they're going to regret later after the well, conversation. That's a good yeah. point. I didn't thought about that. Yeah, that's, that's really, yeah. Um, well, as we get to wrap up, you know, uh, you know, we're reminded, you know, I, I love how Tom you know, always, you know, reminds us prayers primary, and uh, so <laughs> it seems like when I'm talking, like the, the gong comes back. Does that make you angry, Tom? <laughs> yeah, and we can process that. And yeah. a, as I'm as I'm recording right now, uh, I'm having technical difficulties, so I'm trying to like <laughs> close this out, solve the technical difficulties, and work through my anger. Of the gong. <laughs> so I told you we'd be angry in 20 minutes. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Be angry. Please help us to learn how to examine our emotions and express, express them in appropriate ways, um, just so that we can love each other better and, and honor you. Father, thank you for this day. Please be with all of us and help us to re remember you and everything we do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Well, don't forget, uh, you can check us out every other Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Uh, on multiple platforms, Facebook, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, or YouTube. You can also go to our website, uh, which will soon be changing uh, here in a few yes. months, and we'll get those details to you. But it's for now, it's mynorthside.com slash care. Uh, we love you guys, and we'll catch you next time.